Hi, and yes, we are back. Podcast is unleashed. Carla's going to be joining us in a while. I'm sorry that we had to take a break, but we had been going for more than a year plus, and it was taking its toll. It's not that we don't love doing what we do and uh, having these healthy debates, but now we're coming back in the form of seasons. We're going to be doing 10 weeks at a time and then taking a break and coming back. So we will let you know through our social media where we are and what we're going to be doing. This whole season is going to be talking about new technology and how it's changed society and how we can it can help us move forward. But before I do that, let me introduce my team, starting with you, Carla. Hi, everyone. I'm Carla, and I'm the host of the Wonder and Wellbeing podcast, which is a podcast about education and well-being and everything in between. Over to you, Victor. Thank you, Carla. Um, hi, I'm Victor Sio. I'm the host of the Diaspora Entrepreneurs podcast, and we talk all things about how to go from the nine to five to the hardcore nine to five towards a lifestyle of freedom. Over to you, Matilda. Hello, everyone. This is Matilda, host of Coffee with Matilda, a journey to self. My podcast is about loving yourself, understanding yourself, and coming out of adversity stronger than before. Who else is next? It's Kaula. <laughs> Hi, guys. We missed you. Uh, it's been a while. We didn't come back, but we are here for a new season. So my podcast is Women Stories Podcast. We share uh, real stories from women who rose above different challenges. And yeah, tune in for new uh, changes in the podcast. Over to you, Simon. And yes, I'm Simon. So I'm Russian. Taxi Chronicles and Africa podcast on my podcasts they are ones about me just interviewing people when they get in an uber i've got nearly 700 now episodes and they're very diverse from the crime to career to everyday life stories and there's africa investor stories where we interview people from around the world who've invested in africa and they give their real life point of view moving on we're happy we're very happy to be back i can't stress how happy happy to be back we are now this first episode is about investing. I'm going to bring up a chart and just teach, just talk us through it here. So we've got new technology. New technology comes in many forms, from the mobile phone to the microwave to no, even weapons. Technology, everything is vast and they have an impact. But before we get into that, let's just go back to this season. This is how the season is going to be broken down for us. We've got 10 weeks. So I will be, we've got episode number one is investing in oneself. That's about what we are doing today. We're talking about how we're going to, how how we prepare yourself before you make a decision to invest in a business. Then we go on to, to episode two about selecting the right kind of business or podcast or whatever, you know, whatever you're going to be doing. Then we go on to the digital with Victor, where we're going to be talking about digital real estate and Web 3.0. Then moving on with Howler, we're going to be talking about passive income and that from the youngest beautiful girl in the group, she's going to be talking about will Gen Z become the, the wealthiest generation? So that's going to be interesting. And then moving on with politics, war, and the latest technology, and much more and manipulation. We've got our Matilda with, you know, part conspiracy, but part facts. And it's going to be very interesting. I know you're going to love it. And then we're going to finish off with the wise and wonderful Carla, where she's going to summarize everything and look at everything and we're just going to talk about how we're going to move through so that's going to be us over the season welcome to have you back so 
starting with investing and understanding one's self prior to starting the business. Now, I will give my own personal experience as well. I've invested in Africa uh, and I've invested in smaller businesses. And I realized from my experiences, I really, really, it's really, really important to be in the right place mentally, physically, and spiritually. I stress spiritually because most of the people on the planet believe in some supreme being. And even a lot of people who say they don't, when it comes to the crunch time, they call them some form of supreme being. Very interesting. So I'm going to ask you, before we get into the mental and physical and spiritual, I'm going to just throw out a question there where I'm interested to hear from the audience about how did you prepare yourself starting to a business? And the same goes for our, our co, co-hosts here. So I'd throw that to you, Victor, because you're probably the most invested person right now in this team with your real estate in Africa and all these other things. What, what has your, been your experience and did these three things apply? Um, thank you, Simon. That is, um, yeah, that's a wonderful breakdown of the whole um, season for us. The whole episode that we'll be having during the next um, during the next ten weeks. Yeah. So back to your question, Simon. How I started? I don't know how I really started because I grew up in 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 a family where my mom. She's a trader. My dad, she's an entrepreneur, a business person, a businessman. So before we could get extra perks for Christmas or maybe Easter, we need to like go and start selling in the streets. Like um, um, water, we started selling water for Christmas or started making ice blocks for Christmas. So, and we get extra money and you know, we kind of invested in, um, let's say, the most obvious ones. We invested in chocolates and cookies and all this kind of stuff. So just to get extra. So I don't know when it actually like boom into me, but that was how I really started. And whatever I do now must be tied to something towards my own lifestyle of freedom. So when I found myself in the in the UK, where I'm in London right now. When I found myself in London, that was the first time I started working. So I never had a job. I always go to the factory with my father or I stay at the shop with my mom. So that's how. Even when I was in uni back in Nigeria, I do not, I have not worked for for for, for monthly pay or weekly pay. I just go to the shop or go to the factory and so And I get I get whatever I want. So there's no real starting point for me. That is as far back I could remember. But during Christmas, I had to like try to get extra money to buy my extra stuff. You had, you had the perfect Kyuzaki family. Your family <laughs> were business oriented. That's good. Yeah. How long? Moving over to you. You've, you've done your podcast. Your podcast has been growing. That's another form of, you know, you have to prepare yourself mentally, spiritually, physically when you're deciding that you're going to do the podcast. Even before you did the course, we've all met, met from London Real. How, how was that for you? Did, did you? did you find any issues, any things that you've had to prepare yourself? Um, well, before actually starting the podcast, um, I really 
was not in a good place because I wanted to find a passion, to find something to work on. And um, the work from nine to five was not fulfilling. And I felt that for a long time that I was not fulfilled and I really need something to share. Uh, I really felt like I was lonely in my thoughts and I wanted really to share um, stories and, to sh and also to have guests on the show uh, to share new ideas. And uh, the podcasting was a changing uh, period in my life because I have met you guys and I've met a lot of people. Uh, I have worked as a coach in uh, in London Real as a coach podcaster, and I've met a lot of people. I helped them to um, to start their podcast, uh, which is very interesting to learn something. And uh, once you learn it, you can give it back to people, and you can share your knowledge to people afterwards. So that was very the best thing I have done, I think, in my journey. Mm -hmm. So, Carla. On the mental side of things, you must know your why. And I believe that strongly from my experience and from many, many people I've been interviewed over the podcast where they've just talked about their, shared their experience or their gift, as we put it, about that. What was your why when it came to your mental side? Um, I think it was a mixture of some of the things that were spoken about. I know a lot of it was uh, what Howler was talking about. So it's like finding that thing that's going to give you a little bit of satisfaction and a little bit of a motivation when you've been in something for a long time and you're thinking, oh, how can I stick with this? And how can I share this with other people? I think sharing things with other people and helping other people can become your why when you're a person that needs purpose. So, and I think that ties a lot to things like mental state and psychological well-being. Because even though you might be doing something, for me, I was a teacher, and you might be successful, you know that you might have succeeded as in you've got the job, you've qualified, you've been good in the job. But then there's this part of you that's kind of like, mm, is, it, is it enough? Am I doing enough? And um, is this really what I should be doing? And all those kind of questions. But I think when you start focusing on how you can help other people, that helps you with all those nagging doubts and all that kind of uncertainty and maybe even the boredom as well. Because I think even when you're in a line of work or a business that you really like, that you've chosen, there still comes those kind of ruts in life where it's maybe it isn't anything to do with your work. Maybe it's something to do with your personal life or another area of your life that's kind of encroaching on your work and making you have doubts that you chose the right thing or making you dissatisfied. So I think for me, the focus on others and how you can help them with what you know, with your experience, that helps a lot with your mental state. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does. It does. We've got a comment from here from Sasha. He says, before to start a business, I asked to my wife, when you are alone, it's different and the perceptives are not the same. I think investments are related also about where you are at one point in your life. We won't ask the wife that comment <laughs> on that there, but that's a very interesting one. Uh, Matilda, before you started your podcast and the podcast course, were you in a good place, good mind? You know, you're the only child. You travel around the world. I believe you were single then. You weren't married. So 
How were you mentally? Oh, very good. I'm always good. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I'm always good, but you know, I always enjoy my life. I, I think it's important to realize whichever stage you're in life, you should enjoy it. You should, um, uh, you know, I was actually telling a friend of mine that she's not married and she's like, oh, I'm depressed. I want to find the person. And I was keep telling being married or not being married, starting a business or not starting a business. It's not, there are, these are all tools. They're not uh, a means for you. If you're not a happy person as a single, because being single has a lot of advantages. You can work three, t three places. You can study hard. You can do whatever you want. You can travel in a second. And, uh, start businesses fail because you don't have any obligation to anyone. If you cannot enjoy your single life, you're not going to enjoy your married life. If you cannot enjoy your life without a business, you're not going to enjoy your life with the business. Every situation comes with its problems. It's how, what meaning you give to this situation that makes you, um, how you feel about them. So I had a fantastic single life. And I enjoyed it to the last second of it. And I enjoy being married to Sasha because I just feel like I'm, I like to enjoy life as it comes. Whatever, whatever position I am, I'm enjoying it. Okay. With money, without money. Uh, without money, it's very hard. Uh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> what do you think, guys? Money, without <laughs> money, still, there is a big, uh, there is a lot of things to be uh, happy about. Uh, I'm, ha I'm healthy. I'm young. This is my wealth. My wealth right now is not money. It's the time that I have in this world. My taste buds are working perfectly. So when I'm eating an apple, as my grandma says, there will be a time that your taste buds are not sophisticated. So you eat an apple and you don't know what you're eating if you're not looking at it. So now my body is perfectly. When the alarm goes, I can jump out of the bed because I know time will come that I need to massage my body's muscles so I can function uh, to come out of the bed but right now I'm young the world is mine I'm healthy what else I want money <laughs> I mean money I mean, if I don't enjoy not having money I'm not going to enjoy life with money it's um, uh, I can enjoy life with money uh, temporarily but if I cannot understand the meaning of life and enjoy as it is with money or without money it's not relevant Okay. Yeah, I think I think Simon, just 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 a quick one because when you're speaking about um, the mental the mental aspect just now, I didn't I, I don't think I really I was I I don't, I don't think I answered that. See, mentally, starting a business or going to a business, you need to be mentally like what Matilda said was on point. You need to be happy with yourself first, regardless of what's going on around you, because. So many things are going to move around that you would be like, you have to be first of all, be mentally like, you know what? Ah. Then you're going to start moving because just a couple of weeks ago, I had a serious setback on a piece of uh, property that I bought, but it wasn't secure. So I started having encroachers who were coming in 
I was in London. I could not jump back. I could not fly back. And I was advised not to even come because when I come back, emotions will start flying and mentally I might not be prepared. And you know what? I had to like pay almost 0.5 of, or 50% of what I've already paid for in the first place. So people will come and take from you or you will lose some stuff. But when you're like mentally prepared, you need to be just be happy with yourself first. Then you know that, you know what? This the money is not really the I don't know how to say it. The money is not really the thing, but you know that you can actually go through this and ah, you don't feel you'll be mentally mentally prepared that you 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 are going somewhere and these are just like hurdles along hurdles along the way. I don't know if I said it right, but if you understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I sh- share my own personal experience. When it came to the physical side, I had some injuries that I occurred from Afghanistan. And I was really focusing on trying to sort that out. And it really, that was a part of me making the business decision to own a gym because I needed to hit the gym every day. And I thought, I might as, might as well just own one, not that I'm Bill Gates or something like that. Has anybody had health issues or something along that line where physically they they know they want to achieve something, but they've had to overcome something physical? Does anybody want to throw something out there, Carla? Yeah, before I answer that, I'll just uh, do the comment. So Sasha Serge Pekarian says, I have one question. Do you think... Uh, European can invest as an individual in Africa nowadays. Uh, We'll come back to that in a second uh, after I answer. Maybe Victor can jump in. I think to invest, it's an intellectual challenge, so you need intelligence for that. In that occurrence, it's a challenge to adapt yourself with the evolution of this world. Very interesting there. And George, hi, George. Nice to have you back with us. Okay, so back to what you asked me. I'll put that question back up for you, Victor, maybe to answer Back to what you asked me, yes, I did. And actually, it was a health challenge that led to me thinking about what I was going to do anyway. I really enjoyed being a teacher. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But my body got to the point where it didn't, my body didn't love it. My body didn't love the hours. Um, and it didn't love the stress and the constant juggling of different um, tasks as part of the job. Um, and I'd always promised myself that when I got to the point where I couldn't handle it and I was struggling with it I wouldn't do it because I didn't feel like ethically it's the kind of job that you should do half anything half energy half-hearted so I kind of felt like my time was coming to an end in teaching a couple of years before it did Um, and then actually what happened is it was confirmed when I had multiple health complications approaching the age of 40 the body can't do what it can used to be able to do anymore and I was physically burning out although my heart still wanted to be in teaching my body just couldn't keep up with it and I was it got to the point where I was putting off health appointments because of my heart for teaching um, and not wanting to go off midterm. And there's never a right time when you're a teacher. There's never a right week that you can take time off. You kind of try and hold everything until the summer holidays. Um, but in this case, my health just wouldn't hold out the year. And I got to the point where I had to admit defeat physically, which was really hard for me because I've been used to being this kind of energetic, dynamic, you know, do it all kind of mom 
um, teacher at the time I was wife and it was just and I got used to that that kind of pace um, but I just couldn't do it and I had to admit that I needed medical attention and then I had to go and didn't realize how serious it was and then when I went I ended up having to spend six weeks off so it kind of that whole thing of trying to do everything and knowing that you need to take time off for your health but still not doing it backfired because I ended up having to take the time off anyway um, but then when I did I learned that it's called a professional teacher burnout. <laughs> and um, now you've got to assess whether or not you stay in the profession um, and keep pushing yourself to that point where you become that grumpy, sick teacher that the, te the kids can't stand, or you bow out gracefully and realise that you're at the end. And so I decided that it was time. You know, that I'd, I'd done what I could do for as many students as I could. Um, and I'd gone above and beyond for many years, but it just wasn't sustainable. And it was time for a change. And actually me going on the podcasting course was one of many things that I did at that time to kind of explore different avenues of where I could go next. Um, and I kind of knew I wanted to stay in education, but not at that level that it was affecting my health. So I think, yeah, definitely. I definitely had a crisis, a physical crisis of sorts. Victor, do you want to answer Sasha's question, please? Oh, um, yeah, I'll just um, throw more light on that. Um, Sasha, yes, and 100% um, yes. See, anyone can invest in Africa. It's just like every other continent in the world. And I think right now, Africa has more, more emerging opportunities when it comes to new media right now. As of last year, 2021, so, uh, no, no, yeah. 2021 saw one of the highest amount of investment when it comes to tech. So new technology is what we're talking about. So, but on new technology, new technological front, when it comes to investment in Africa, tech saw like almost five billion dollars coming in last year. Uh, Microsoft just launched their, their headquarters in in Lagos, I think about three weeks ago. We have um, Twitter just went to Ghana, um, I think late last year. So we have Google headquarters. We have the big players. They are moving, setting up shop in Africa right now. So we have different about five about five unicorns last year in Africa with valuation of about one billion dollars, and these are companies that are like less than two years old. So this is really really fast, and people are like going into. Yes, you need to do your research. The fintech, um, the healthcare system, the healthcare sector, the um, what's it called logistics. These are some agriculture as well. These are some of the go-to places now that investors from Africa, uh, investors from Europe, America, and Asia are like pointing a torchlight into their searchlight into. And these investments are not, apart from the Microsoft, uh, not Microsoft, apart from, uh, what's it called? Um, Mark Zuckerberg about three years ago, or four years ago when it came to um, a tech startup, it's called Andela, also where it dropped twenty million dollars, boom, investment, and that really opened the eyes of the Western, the Western investors. I think, yeah, Sasha, Europeans are investing, Americans are investing, Chinese they are on ground doing the you know, <laughs> Victor doing the dirty work, and they are moving. So, yeah, it is Africa is open for investment, um, um, Sasha. Victor, Africa Africa is the mother of Europe. 
So oh, yeah. <laughs> you can see. So, so I'd, argue, I'd, argue, yeah. I'd argue Africa's the mother of the world. It's the big, it's the biggest place when you really if you look at the food yeah. measurements. So um, Howla, a healthy daily routine. You're working, get well, we're so I should say in a bit of a you're a professional woman. <laughs> Sorry, working girl means something else. That's where I have to rephrase, but um, you're a professional woman. What, how did you have to change your daily routine before starting your podcast and how? Uh, actually, last year I changed my routine and I have seen a lot of uh, effect on me. Uh, since the pandemic hit, I'm working from home and I just figured out this is the best thing it happens to me. Uh, because I have set up a routine for myself, which is going daily to the gym, at least doing 45 minutes workout, uh, meditate in the morning. I have my journal too in the morning. And that has shifted my mind uh, 360 degrees. <laughs> uh, I think it's, um, it's very important to have habits because if you don't have it, you can't go inward and ask yourself the real questions, uh, which is you asked in the beginning, your why and how you your day is going, uh, your plans, uh, your goals in the future. So these habits it just makes me better and makes me feel that I'm aligned with the vision that I want to set afterwards and not get distracted because we have a lot of things going on in our lives. And this kind of habit just make me feel more centered and uh, being more focused on myself rather than others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's a big difference. Okay. A big part of preparing yourself is believing in yourself. And believing in yourself, I would argue, comes under spirituality or spirituality. And whether you want to see it is Jesus, Muhammad, Allah, Buddha, what have you, or you just say I'm a person who is spiritual, but you don't want to call any names God. How have you, Matilda, in this case, believed in yourself? Because when we first joined as podcasters on Elite or as the London Real, you were a bit hesitant and you've changed. You've totally turned, you've just done a 180. You've gone from that. I'm not sure if people want to listen to me. To people are going to listen to me. So how how have you had built the faith in yourself to get to where you are today? We can't hear. Um, I don't know if people are listening to me or not. I don't know, but I think uh, my, I mean, I would love a lot of people to listen to me. Obviously I don't have a very big followers. Uh, I don't have a very big fan behind me, but I think I came to a realization that I don't care. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, obviously I'm not very good at it yet. I have a lot of room to improve myself. And I'm okay with it. And uh, it's the journey and it's the exciting part that when I'm listening to myself, I don't know, two years ago about my podcast, till now, I improved a lot. And I'm sure in, I don't know, 2024, I'm going to listen to myself about this podcast and I'm going to, wow, 
where I was and where I am now. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you believe yourself how it is, but I feel like uh, just enjoying the process, is enjoying the journey of podcasting and um, realizing that it's okay. It's okay to not be very good and it's okay to improve yourself. Okay. Carla, did you have to... Um... Do any serious praying? We know you're a woman of core values and a believer in God. Did you have to address your God before you made the decision of podcasting? Um, I would say I had to address it before I had to make the decision to podcast. I think uh, it's an ongoing thing. I think once you have that belief or whatever belief you have, the journey is an ongoing process. It's not a destination. You don't kind of arrive there ever. I think it's a process of continually reflecting on your life and finding out your core values, refinding out because you have to revisit those as well because they change. I think it was Matilda that said earlier about stages in your life. Um, your core values will align with whatever stage you're at. So if you're single, you're going to have different core values to someone who's married, perhaps. Um, even if they don't all change, they might change order or you might change one or two of them. So, yeah, I, I'm always doing that, and I've always been doing that. And I think it was probably a core value that led to me making the decision, like I said. So it was a health issue, and I believe in health and well-being, because I think without those, you don't really have anything. Matilda mentioned earlier about the value of your health. Um, when you're in ill health, it calls into question everything else. So that becomes a core value. It's like, right, I need to get myself well again. Um, and when I'm physically well, then I can be emotionally, mentally, spiritually well, because they all interact with one another. And that's where the whole idea of holistic well-being comes in, because if you're unwell physically, you're then going to be unwell spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, uh, relationship-wise, everything starts to fall down. So, yeah, I'm always doing that, uh, which is why I've become known as the core values lady, because I just keep, I, I cannot cannot make a decision and I cannot function without that front um, and I think I've become because I've been doing that consistently the journey of podcasting has forced me to do that consistently much more than I would have done it before although I was I've always done it in my life I've never done it as consciously as I have and I think it's because all of the exercises you do when you're looking at business or when you're podcasting or planning and all that you ask yourself those core questions and you do it so many times that it becomes a habit that spills over into your personal life as well um so yeah for me it's an ongoing cycle that was definitely given momentum by this whole podcasting and business journey mm. before i go over to you victor i just want to say that for myself when i was going to open my gym even though i'm a believer of a supreme being i didn't really think about would he be happy with this because I knew the projects I pick even the projects I pick today of investment are all about helping community and helping people and it's usually about helping young people so it's just one of those natural things that like I know this is kind of being ordained so I'm going to go with it and do it my best but Victor over to you how was your experience sorry Victor your sound please yeah, Simon, I think spirituality is one of... I have, a sales, I have a sales coach now who kind of mentors me on sales processes and um, what to do, picking up the phone, speaking to people, something like that. 
Now, what he said, I think, was on Thursday, Thursday last week. He said, business is spiritual. And it took me some time to actually get in terms with that. Because, one, we pray that people actually find value in what we are putting out. So, and um, I wrote some stuff down. We pray people find value in what we share. We pray people find value in in the bold steps that we've taken. We take we we believe in ourselves. We, we we go out with with faith. We put ourselves out there, and then very very we, we we come out very vulnerable and we take risk, knowing that hmm, it might not go well, but we still have our we we speak to ourselves. We pray. We speak to ourselves. I hope this goes well. I hope this goes well. That is spiritual. That is something that I wasn't thinking about. That is, that is very spiritual. I was just thinking, oh, this is something you just say. No, now I know that this is actually this is spiritual. We call forth things that is faith, anyways. We 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 speak things forward. Okay, I'm going out today. I'll be meeting Simon, Carla, and um, Matilda Hala. We'll be having this show today, and I hope we come at the best way possible. We present ourselves the best way possible. So when we start affirming those kind of stuff, and we see people actually interacting with us in a very positive light, that is faith. You build you build a house, and the first client that comes in and, and say, oh, I like this. I like that. Whoa, how did you do this? I like this. I like that. So, oh, I love the kitchen. I love so that is you, you you brought so much faith into this and you created something amazing. And people coming, oh, I I just felt at home when I got into your property. That is spiritual to me. So that is just what I wanted to add to that. Okay. Thanks a lot for that, Victor. We have uh, I'm just gonna bring up talking about the pros. You as a person and your pros and cons. So I'm just bringing this up on the screen. And the reason why I'm bringing it up on the screen, because in my earlier years, when I was in my early 20s, I was studying a degree. And during that time, that well, it ended up about five years, so I did a diploma. And I did a lot of agency jobs. And agency jobs, I did a stack from security to driving, cleaning, all different things. But I suddenly found out very quickly what kind of person I am. And I realized that I don't like to be stuck in an office. I like to be outdoors if the weather's okay. I definitely like to see different people all the time. I don't want to see regular faces. And I need a change of a location every three to six months at the bare minimum. I can work in a team, but I also can work alone. And I don't mind standing up, and I certainly don't mind sitting down, but I don't want to sit down all day. So... These things are, are what I understood about myself. So I say to you and the audience, what were the things that you guys found out about yourself prior to starting a business, or even in, even when you're starting a business, we can push on a bit, that you realized that would help you or that you needed to change? So we can go to Howler on that. Sorry, Matilda on that. What kind of person would you say you have been to how you are now? Um, I think different business, when you want to start a business, different businesses create or bring out 
a different side of you and I think it's interesting. It's an interesting process mainly because you get to know yourself differently from a different eye. And um, I've, I've experienced myself realizing that if I have a passion about something, uh, I can have a lot of energy and energy that maybe I didn't have it yet for my normal job. But because I was starting a startup, I was okay to put 20 hours. And even when I was waking up, I had a lot of excitement over it. Was it healthy? I don't know. And that kind of, I realized if I can push it a lot and maybe not, re- not evaluate my health or um, having time with friends that much, I will lose my balance about it. I get obsessed over something, which is not good. So make me realize next time when I'm starting a business or I'm starting a startup, I have to consider all the aspects because I might over um, overlook it. Um, you know, that's, a, that's something that I learned about my personality. Okay, thanks a lot for that. How long, I believe there's some comments to be read. Sorry, cut off. Yeah, we've got this comment from Sasha, which relates to what um, Victor was talking about previously. He says this, but he says different to you, Victor. He says the spiritual connection with the business is something strange for me. The materialistic part of life is related to something very different. It's like in the Bible when Satan is defined as the God on earth. This is the materialistic metaphor, but it's too long to explain here. Spirituality is above material for sure. It's a complex question. Very interesting comment there from Sasha, as usual. And Sasha also says it could be a subject itself for a podcast. Totally agree, Sasha. Thank you for that. Yeah, that, that was very, very <laughs> that, that was quite deep, Sasha. I actually like that. It actually makes me want to pull out, pull out the good book and have a little read about that, that reflection. <laughs> so, Victor, what was the the characteristics that you found out about yourself? Because you've done quite a few different businesses. You've done your car parts. Yeah. Real estate. Yeah, I've been around the block and I'm still and I'm still circling the block. We've not arrived yet, but we are still we're not where we used to be, but we're not our destination. See, Simon, I there was okay, let me let me use my podcast, for example. I was on the train going to work from you know, from um, East London. I was going to work in West London, West London. And I saw the crowd in the train. It was really packed, peak hour, uh, rush time. Now, I was seeing some men like 65, late, late 50s, you know, late 40s. I'm like, okay. So... And to me, when I saw them, they were like tired, just really tired. And I looked at myself, I'm like, okay, is this, if I, how long am I going to continue like this? I really, really hated it. How long am I going to continue like this? Is there a timeline for me to say, okay, you know what, poof, I'm stopping it here, or I just keep going? How long? Should I wait for, should I wait for the freedom pass? How long? Yeah. Oh, I mind the freedom pass is where you get to <laughs> when you become a when you become a senior citizen in the UK, you get a freedom pass so you can travel on the train and the bus 
free of charge. So that is called a free of pass. So you can go to heaven? That's <laughs> not <laughs> about that, yes. Yeah, so I was thinking, should I, am I waiting for freedom pass? Am I waiting for pension? What am I waiting for? Doing what I'm actually doing right now. So since then, I started thinking about, okay, I started researching. I've done a few businesses here and there, but I wasn't very conscious about this. So when I saw, whoa, I always love contracting because three to six months after that, I just, I'm just bored. I'll find a way to get sacked. I'll find a way to just walk away. So I don't, I enjoy, I enjoy the office. That's why sometimes I contract for the, um, the, for the public sector, which is the NHS. And sometimes I go and work in the railway. So because that's more outdoors. So, see, what frightens me is knowing that someone can just leave like this, wake up, go to work, pay bills, come back, wake up, go to work, pay bills, come back, wake up, go to work. And at the end of the day, you have kids, the kids, they grow, they go out and you keep on going and going and going and going. And like you're 60, I'm like, what the hell have I done with my life? So I think that was just one of the most tangible realization that I have in regards to your question. Okay. With, with investing and preparing a business, there's, you've got to look at your why. And with the why, I'm, I'm going to bring up a list of companies who were something but either shut down or had to transfer what they did. So I'm going to show that now on the screen. Now we're looking at Blockbuster. This is new technology. They create, you know, they do the video thing for those who remember, you could go and get your VHS or your Betamax and watch your movie. But they shut down. They shut down, why? Because Netflix came along. They didn't have a vision. They just thought, we're stick with what we've got now. So this is why it's very important to understand your why. Anyone, it's the same kind of thing. Bad ideas. Once they started off, right, a big energy company and some bad things were going on. BlackBerry is a company where they've actually had to change totally, just got into software. They, they're still around, but they're kind of there, but they're much, much smaller than they ever were when they used to have over, was there something like 170 million customers? Code, Kodak, no more. Pan Am flights, no more. Obviously, digital cameras come in. Everyone's got a camera on their phone. Some people may even be using their phones now to do the show. And that's it. And then we've got MySpace and Yahoo. They're still around, but they're around on a very small scale, and they're dying a slow death. And Polaroid, it speaks for itself. Now, these are reason why I show this is because it's important for all of us to well, we're going to make those decisions. We're going to look at that big, that massive vision that, yeah, we're going to be this, we're going to be that, and it's going to be that. Those are those big companies, those giants have come, what, 20 years? 25 years? That was it. They've gone from multi, multi billions, yeah, from nothing to multi billions to nothing, yeah? So what I'm saying to, to the audience and to you guys is, for next week, selecting your business, I'd be very interested to hear why you chose the decision that you chose. 
and how you came up, how you how you plan to move forward. Because that's a big part of starting a business. How are you going to move forward and what's your ultimate game in that respect? So, excuse me. Another statistic here is out of every 100 businesses in the UK, 99 fail within 100 years. Sorry, within the first two years. That's something to think about. And even on podcasting, yeah, there's 850,000 live podcast shows out there. And I say live because a lot of there someone did one or two shows and they're dead. So my my question is to you guys, how are you gonna make that informed decision based on what we've discussed today in moving forward? And how are you and how have you done it already in previous businesses? I will start with Carla. Um, well, I suppose it goes back to what you what I said earlier about constantly evaluating where you're at, what's going on, looking at all your life, how what you're doing business or work or passions wise fits in uh, with your core values. But also I'm a very adaptive person. Um, I don't like to set like strict long term plans. And I, I guess that's partly because I'm a person that believes that there are forces at work outside of my control. <laughs> Not just believe, but I've experienced that there are forces at work outside of my control. Um, and there are constantly things happening in life that cause you to have to pause a little bit, um, to pivot and change direction, to question whether or not you're really doing the right thing, to reassess, maybe reorder your priorities. I'm more of a take one step in front of you um, and assess, then take another step and assess and take another step and assess. I know that doesn't um, work well with some people, especially goal-setting people and more um, strict goal-oriented people. Um, but that's how I do it. Um, and that's how I will continue to do it. Um, because that's what aligns with my values. That's what aligns with what I believe. I think that there's a big difference between, I always say, there's my plan and then there's God's plan. And if my plan and God's plan don't match, God's going to win. <laughs> and I'm just going to have to take a back seat and let God drive for a bit. But when we align, then I might have to step forward and drive for a bit. But that's okay. We might be co-driving. Um, but that's really how I see life. I'm not strict or rigid in what I want to achieve. I know what my core values are and I know what drives me every day. And a big part of that is faith and belief. Um, as Victor was mentioning earlier, and I think if that drives you as much as it drives me, you're probably not as rigid. It's more about the destination than the journey. I think some people might see it that way. Okay. We've got a comment coming no, up. Sorry. <laughs> more about the journey than the destination. Sorry. I just want to add something. There's a petition. I think Jeshiti said it. He said, the best plan you can make is to plan for things to not go on your way or to not go to plan. So it's important to reflect and review because, I mean, our plan is going to fail sometimes and we need just to pivot. Go on, go on um, Matilda. I think it's related to attitude. The companies that have been successful the attitude was, 
we're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have a successful company. We're gonna make it no matter what. If there is COVID, there is no COVID. We're gonna sit down in this room and we're gonna come up with a solution. Doesn't matter what's going on in the world, which country is having war with who, what resources we don't have. We'll come up. We'll be creative and we're gonna make it. If your goal in life is to have a successful life and depends what success is for you. Some people it's health, some people it's family, some people it's having a certain amount of money. So if your goal is a certain thing, no matter what's happening outside the world, you're gonna make it because that's what you want. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, people before starting a business, before going to, in a relationship, before even you're changing a different country, you need to realize what is your attitude in life. Based on your attitude in life, you're going to get the life. Mm -hmm. Just to add in there, another thing is in, when it comes into looking at oneself is your skills that you possess. Progress, possess sorry. Are you articulate? Are you IT literate? You know, do you have patience? Can you work with others? <laughs> and are you willing to learn? Some people don't want to learn. And especially the higher you go up the level, the less you're willing to listen to people because everybody else looks more and more smaller and more and more minion in that respect of things. Um, Victor, I asked the same question to you that I asked to Carla. So what's the question again, sorry? <laughs> Victor, Victor, Victor. Yeah. That's not good. We should put you in the corner. <laughs> no, before we even go to Victor, Carla, can you read out the comment, please? Yeah, we've got this comment from George. He says, I have been reconstructing and restoring sheet music scores for more than 20 years. I post them on Facebook and they compensate for many things I don't have. Very interesting. We'd love to know more about that, George. Tell us more. Tell us what they compensate for, what sort of things. Um, back to you, Sam. Thank you. Yeah. Before I go on to Victor, I just want to point out also, there's two companies that we both use, we all use as a team, and I don't believe any of us invested in them. And I'm going to put them up now. Yeah. Oh. Zoom <laughs> and Anchor. Now, this is a classic example of due diligence. We were using something for over the last two years, and we saw it as quite useful. And more and more people were getting on. We knew podcasting was, podcasting was, you know, growing, as it has. And we knew it was big in America. Whatever big in America is going to be big here. We're always behind America by a couple of years, however you see it. And we haven't. I haven't invested in it. I did think of it, but I didn't do it, action it. Now Zoom went through the roof during the lockdown, right? No one perceived to see the lockdown. But Spotify um, has bought Anchor. And I know as podcasters, we all went out on Anchor. We was all spinning our stuff on Anchor. That was what we were told to do. So these are classic opportunities where we've missed out and we could have benefited. So I would say to you, Victor, what has been a classic opportunity that you have missed out on? Hmm. So 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 now you just mentioned now you just mentioned two because we were we, we were screaming about Zoom Zoom going off the roof with um, in its valuation 
I think it was not last year, two years ago, when when Zoom took over, poof, took over the world during the peak of the pandemic, and that was a huge loss. We didn't, and up till now, see, there are some lands that I did not bank, which were relatively cheap for me to do back then. I did not so, but now I can't even dream of acquiring them right now because they were handed, they were like just handed to me. I was like, hmm, who's going to go here? But now that I know better. <sighs> and also um, crypto, bitcoins, and all those kind of stuff. I'm still waiting. I don't know what I'm waiting for, but it's just that it's just flying like this on top of me. So I still don't understand it. And I don't want to invest in stuff that I don't understand. I understand Zoom. I understand Anchor. Bitcoin, I know you can pay, you can do, but the investment aspect, I have no clue how it works or how it's happening. I just know you can use that as a means of payment. I've used it. I have, I think I have a few less than a hundred pounds, not as, not as an investment, but to pay for stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is just how I've been using it. As an opportunity, I don't know if it's an opportunity, but I see people around me who are saying, oh, Bitcoin is this, Bitcoin is that. If you have done this like two years ago, you'll be doing still like French to me. Mm -hmm. It's funny you speak about Bitcoin because being doing my podcast in the Uber, in the taxi, I speak to a lot of people in crypto of all ages, of all kind of things, and they're always giving me tips. And I pass the tips on, but I don't know you them. <laughs> <laughs> I really interest, but I them, and now some people are talking to me. You didn't invest. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. But this has been very, very interesting. I'm, I'm happy to be doing this show. I'm in closing, guys. We're going to see you next week, and we're going to be talking about the first stages of selecting a business and how we're moving on. I just wanted to give us. Let's gently slide in. We're gonna, and obviously that with new technology, we're gonna be talking about the crypto. We're gonna be looking at the passive income. Metaverse. We're gonna look at the young, <laughs> the old, and we're gonna look at the the real estate in the in the um, metaverse, as um, Matilda is saying. And it's gonna be an interesting one. It's gonna be an interesting journey, but it's still we're still gonna re relay back to what we're where we're coming from and how we navigate that. So if you want to know more, feel free to tune in with us. We've hey, got Simon, Simon, I think I think this whole 10-week episode is like a whole business course in new new technology. So if you follow us, if you if you just keep watching us, you'll get a clear understanding of um, directions to follow and different opportunities that are bound mm -hmm. in us. And, you know, some of our failures as well. So it's like a whole course for free. Okay, we've got a couple of more um, comments, Carla. Yes, we have, George. He says, the sheet music is something so mine. Jobs can come and go, but the music remain. They mean a lot. And he sent us, I think those are hooks. Those are virtual hooks, aren't they, George? Back to you. And Victor, even if you don't understand, sometimes you have to take a risk. After regulation, it could be a revolution. You put 5% of your assets. If you lose it, 
It's not a lot, but if you win the bet, it's a jackpot. And he also says, and I forgot something important, Peter, you have a nice necklace. Whoa, thank you, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. So in closing, I thank you, George, and I thank you, Sasha. Well, we thank you. Sorry, it's not an I. And um, we thank you for turning up. We thank you for the other audience who are silent. We know you're out there. We know you're watching. And you're quite a few of our family members who never comment. Maybe I should have let you know you can comment um, <laughs> privately, but you can comment in the comment section below um, for future purposes. We'll be here back next Monday, 7 p.m. So we've got nine more Mondays left where we're going to be talking about this new technology and advices. And by the end of this show, you should be more knowledgeable to be able to make more informed decisions when it comes to vet investments, which is our main goal to help you and just have that healthy debate. So any questions, feel free to throw out, but we are not consultants when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to investing in crypto. So don't come back at us later if you lose all your wonga. Um, but starting with Carla, if you want to reintroduce yourself, please. I'm Carla, I'm the host of the Wonder and Wellbeing podcast, which is currently under reconstruction <laughs> in light of what I said earlier about constantly reviewing. Um, but when it is back up, uh, you will be able to check it out and listen to episodes about education and wellbeing. Over to you, Victor. Yeah, so it's the Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and um, even on Anchor as well, YouTube. You can find us, Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast. So over to you, Matilda. And my podcast, Coffee with Matilda, you can find it on YouTube, Facebook, and all the um, podcast platforms. And over to you, uh, Carla. And my podcast is Women's Stories, so you can find all the episodes on all uh, podcast platforms. And yes, tune in for a new change, new relaunch for the podcast. We need always to review and reflect. Over to you, Simon. Thank you. And I'm Simon. Taxi Chronicles. We are also on Spotify, but now we're on Spotify on video. So I'm quite impressed with that. It's audio but it's in superimposed with video. The video is quite cool. It shows you the journey of London, all the famous spots. And then also we're talking about Africa investor stories, where obviously I spoke earlier about how we invest in, how we interview people who've invested from around the world and who've invested in Africa. What I will say is I've been vlogging. I've been vlogging on Taxi Chronicles about current affairs and all those things. And that's mainly on TikTok, Instagram, and on YouTube. So check that out and I will be, vlogging for the same platform in the name of Africa Investor Stories about the future of Africa and how to invest and where to invest. So check that out. Apart from that, thanks a lot for joining us today. If you have any comments or any questions that you want to throw at us, feel free to email us or put it in the comment section on, on our YouTube channel and we will no, with no doubt get back to you. Until then, see you next Monday, 7 p.m. British Standard Time. Bye.